Hi, church family. Welcome to Wednesday night prayer time together. We're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to look at the passage in Habakkuk, about Habakkuk the prophet, and his discussion with God. It's really a small book of a few chapters, and we're not going to look at all those. Now we're just going to take a few verses from that book tonight. Maybe later on this month, maybe this week, I'll start a quick series on Habakkuk because it's a great book. It's relevant to us today because Habakkuk is having a dialogue with the Lord. The dialogue is, Lord, I don't understand. I'm praying. We're living for you, but our land and our country and our relationship seems like it's moving more towards evilness, more towards things that you will not desire. Why do you not come and take care of the situation? Why don't you not work in such a way because your righteous people are crying out for you for help? So, Lord, I don't understand. Teach me about who you are. And what we learn in this wonderful book is the fact that Habakkuk basically struggles with that, that simple prayer. Lord, I don't understand. I'm praying. We're seeking you. And it seems like things are getting worse and getting more evil, not people turning to Christ. How should we respond? Well, it's very relevant for us today in these days and times because we sometimes sense and feel. Uh, just the other, just a moment ago, I was outside near a cross in front of our church. I was taking down the Christmas lights and putting up a different type of lights so that they can be illuminated cross. And this one rides by and just shouts, please pray, please pray, please pray for our nation or country. Now, I knew what she was saying. She deeply is, you know, wondering what is the direction of our country? Where is it going to be going? What's going to be happening? So our call to God is, Lord, help us. Lord, send revival. Lord, bring goodness and mercy upon our land. May we find people coming to Christ. But when that doesn't happen, sometimes in our heart we begin to ask questions. And the book of Baca is God allowing us to peer into a righteous person who had a dialogue with God, and God answered him. And it's amazing the journey that Habakkuk goes on. And so I like to start there tonight. I like to look at Habakkuk and the journey he goes on and what he finally comes to, his conclusion, which is very powerful for us and has great application for us today. And then I want to go over a few prayer requests that we need to pray about as a church family. We'll pray together at the end of this time. So in the very beginning of Habakkuk, he writes these words, basically, and it's basically a questioning what's going on. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help? And how... And you will not hear or cry to you violence and you will not save. He said, how long will I cry for help? And I feel like you're not listening or have I said there's violence all around me, but you won't come to my rescue. Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and, and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. And so his question is, Lord, we're crying for help. We don't feel like you're answering. Violence is on the rise, and it's not decreasing. You don't feel like you're doing anything to stop it. Are you listening? Are you watching? Do you see it, Lord? Do you, do you see what's going on? And this is from a righteous man asking some legitimate questions in his heart. And I think we've all been there, to be honest with you. And it's amazing, God responds. And for the next few chapters in this book of Habakkuk, God responds to uh, the questions of Habakkuk and shows again who he really is. Shows that there's nothing that takes place in this world that's not sifted through the hands of God. That he knows about it. He understands because he's sovereign. He's ruling over time, space, and history. He's, watch, he's working out his purposes and watching out for his people. And so he, he begins this dialogue back with Habakkuk by saying these words. 
Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astonished. For I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if I told you. So what do you begin to say to Habakkuk is basically this. Habakkuk, I'm doing so much work in the world. If I told you all that I was doing, you wouldn't believe it. It would be so much more so much more than you could even imagine. It would just put you in a place of amazement or astonishment. And so he's saying to Habakkuk, look, I'm still here. I'm still working. Maybe you don't sense me in your place, but maybe I'm doing something through this time of testing and trial and heartache. And we see that people of Israel do that. They would get far from God and God would punish them or God would rebuke them and bring them closer back to him. There was an ebb and flow all through scripture and he would bring pagan nations to come against the people to bring uh, kind of God's punishment against his people Israel. And so we see some similarities in our lives and sometimes we as Christians ought to live through maybe hard times for our eyes to be even more focused towards heaven. But we need to realize the same thing that Habakkuk realized after having a dialogue with God. God is on his throne. Uh, God is not somewhere far off of space, not listening or not looking down upon what's going on. He's putting things together for his principles and his purposes. And he's making all things come together. The Bible does tell us that all things work together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus. So even the difficult times, God can bring good out of it for his kingdom and for us to grow more into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. So the very end of the book, after the dialogue that Habakkuk has with the Lord, and I'm going to go through all that, there's two chapters, three chapters of that. The very end of it, here is the resolution. After Habakkuk talks to God, God restates about who he is, just like he did with Job. You know, he said, Job, uh, was you there when uh, I made the storehouses of snow? Were, were you there when I sent the lightning bolts across the sky? Were you there when I placed the earth upon its axis? And Job had to answer him, no, I'm not God. And it let Job remember that God is sovereign. God is working on his, his purposes uh, for history and time and all other things. He is God. And so here's what Habakkuk concludes. And it's a, he turns his sorrow into joy when he had the right perspective of who God was again. So I hope that's for us. Our application is when we get the right perspective of who God is, we can turn our sorrow into joy. And even look at our hard circumstances and realize that we can still trust the Lord and he still is there for us. The Bible says he's not left us nor forsaken us. He is there for us even in times of trouble. So here's what Bacchus says at the very end of the book. Though the fig tree should not bloom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the oil, olive oil fell, and the field yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. To the choir master with string instruments, he wrote these words. So he basically said, I'm going to write, ask to write a song of joy to the Lord at the very end of this book. He basically said, listen, even if everything seems to be around me in chaos, and nothing seems to be right. And even if I feel like there's food or famine in the area, I still rejoice in the Lord, my God, and my salvation. And for us as believers, that is so important to us because we know that if God is working out all things in us and that this is not our home, that this is just a passing vapor of time, that if things around here looks chaotic, that's okay. God's got it. And we can trust in God. And we can turn our joy, our sorrow into joy and sing a song just like Habakkuk does. 
But is it okay to ask questions? I think it is if it gets our hearts to turn our hearts back to really focus on God and see who he really is again. And when we do that, when we really focus on God again and understand who he really is, that all sorrow will turn into joy. Now, speaking of things we need to pray for, again, we want to praise the Lord for what he's doing in our church. Just all the people working together in the midst of this COVID uh, virus, uh, continuing doing ministry on Monday nights for Hostel and Heal, prayer tent on Thursday night. People reaching out, talking to people, calling people, sharing Jesus with people. I'm so thankful for you. Uh, we're going ahead and getting some other things done for our church as well. We're now working towards getting the retaining wall fixed. The windows are all about in besides eight windows. Uh, we got some other windows. We're going to be replaced with some block uh, materials and make it look better outside as well. Uh, and we got to fix a few other th places around our church. And then eventually we have to go to try to do some more rep repairs and then some renovations that's desperately needed. But I'm thankful for all the things that God has provided for us up to this point. And again, I'm very, um, I'm just overjoyed in my heart for knowing how God has helped us in this time of need. Let me give you some prayer requests. Alan McGill continues her prayers. He's at home resting. Avalu Fraser is in the hospital. Kathleen Morton, which is Mrs. Franz uh, Murphy's sister, is in the hospital. And she has uh, serious heart issues. And she lost her son last year to COVID. So uh, she really needs our prayers. Alan Heaton's waiting, waiting on a procedure to be scheduled. Uh, Linda Hickey and Jim Hickey's daughter needs your prayers as she continues to heal from her procedure. And then Linda's brother continues uh, at home with hospice. And uh, he has got cancer and he needs uh, our prayers as their family's dealing with that time of need. Pray for Wilma Gilbert as she continues to get over COVID. Uh, also, Linda and Alan Heaton ask for prayer for Alan's sister and brother-in-law in New Jersey who has COVID. And then Preston Garner's mom and dad is recovering from COVID, and my mom and dad is recovering from COVID as well. And so it's amazing how God has provided for them getting through this time, and so we're so thankful for that. But some of you out there might be listening out, might be faced with a situation where you've maybe lost a loved one from COVID, and we're so sorry, and we're continuing to pray for everyone that's been affected by this virus. And we just need to continue to realize that God loves us, that God has things worked out for us, and even in the midst of hard times and struggling times, uh, God is still working on his purposes, and we can trust him. Even if we don't fully understand why, we can trust him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, dear Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you that, dear Lord, you let us have a church family that prays for one another. Father, we do lift up all these prayer requests I just mentioned to you. We pray, dear Lord, that you bring peace to the families, healing for those that you will bring healing to. And Father, those that you might bring ultimate healing to, dear Lord, we ask you to be with the families that are close by to them. Father, we do pray for a church that would continue to be missional. We continue to share Jesus with those around us, that we continue to be a lighthouse to the nation. And Father, help us be a launch point to be able to send people throughout this world. Father, we do want to ask you to continue to work with us, that we'll continue to press in to show the love of Christ to everyone that comes to these doors. Thank you, dear Lord, for tonight that we get to pray together. We ask you to be with our country. We ask you to be with all the ones that um, are going through strife right now and heartache. And Father, we just ask you to continue to give us your perfect grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all have a wonderful night. God bless you. Take care.